Welcome to the Escaping the Accountant's Trap podcast. It's a podcast to help accountants, CPAs, and bookkeepers escape what we call the accountant's trap. It's where accountants are not getting paid for their value and are forced to work long hours with high demanding clients with little pay. Well, how do you escape the trap? One way is the topic of today's episode, and that's by using content marketing to help you demonstrate your expertise and attract high-value clients. To help me with the discussion, I've invited Liz Farr, the founder of Farr Communications. Liz is a copywriter who is also a CPA. She spent 15 years working in tax and accounting and then transitioned to becoming a full-time freelance writer in 2015. Since then, she's written website copy, blog posts, newsletters, and case studies for accountants and bookkeepers across the world. Liz, welcome to the show. Thank you, Adam. I'm glad to be here. And, uh, you know, content and writing are kind of scary things for a lot of accountants, but hopefully by the end of our conversation, you'll realize that it's really not that hard and that you can probably do this with what you already have. Okay. Well, yeah, I can't wait to dive in. So I sort of want to ask you three questions all at once. Why, why does a CPA transition to do content marketing? How does a CPA use content marketing? And is there something, is, is it realistic that accountants can be a content marketer themselves? (laughs) So let's start with the first question. Why did you transition from being an accountant to a content marketing? Well, basically, um, I was dying inside in the firm that I was in. It was a very traditional kind of firm. Um, If I had been aware at that time of some of the more forward-thinking firms out there, then I might have changed tracks and gone to work for one of them. But But as it was, I just, I had to get out of accounting. I had to, it was, it was, you know, I thought I'm going to, I'm going to have to blow my brains out if I do another tax season. Yeah. It was just awful. And you know, you know, my experience in, in accounting, public accounting was kind of what I call kind of medium horrible, you know, it wasn't big four (laughs) level, terrible, dreadful, but it was just kind of, you know, no recognition, long hours, crappy clients, and uh, managers and uh, partners who really didn't know how to manage or lead, mm. but they didn't know the technical stuff really well. Interesting. I, I hate to know what high horrible <laughs> looks like versus low and, and low horrible. They all sound bad. Yeah, well, you know, basically I I had to get out and I'd always been good at writing. You know, there I was the one in the firm that they turned to when there was some correspondence that needed to go out to the IRS or a report that needed to be written. Um for about 3 years I was also a CVA, a certified valuation analyst. Okay. So Doing that, I wrote these long 100-page reports. Now, some of it was boilerplate, but a lot of it was, you know, really thinking about this particular business and what were the things about it that either made it more valuable or made it less valuable. 
um, and what was unique about it. Mm. So I really, I really enjoyed the writing. Then a course on copywriting dropped into my lap. I knew I needed to change professions, but I didn't want another degree. I've already got enough of those. Thank you. <laughs> and so it dropped into my lap and I thought, well, this, this kind of meshes with what I do. So um, I went through the course and um, discovered the discipline behind um, business to business marketing writing, which is a lot of blog posts, case studies, white papers, newsletters, the things that a lot of businesses send out to each other. That, that really resonated with me. Um, and at the beginning, I didn't really have any role models because there are not very many accountants who also write. And my friend Blake Oliver says, uh, oh, CPAs who write? Yeah, there's like six of us. Right. <laughs> which, which is you know, not quite true. That's really an exaggeration. But um, I happened to find somebody who recognized how unique that was to have a CPA, somebody who knew the accounting, and who spoke that language, who knew the pain points intimately, who could also write. So that was kind of how I got my first gig and um, started writing for the Journal of Accountancy a little bit after that and uh, wrote a bunch for Intuit's Firm of the Future blog and Accounting Web when there was a U.S. piece of that. I've also ghostwritten for a lot of different people. And so my words have been in Forbes and CFO.com and accounting today, but not under my name, under other people's names. Mm. So is can you talk a little bit about how this writing, you know, whether you call it copywriting, content marketing, how an accountant or bookkeeper can use it to grow their practice? And then also, can they do it themselves? Should they hire somebody like you? Or what are your thoughts on that? Well, the way that you can use this is by putting things on your website. You know, Google loves to have fresh content that's unique. Um, although Google search may be going out because I've heard that more people have been finding good options using chat GPT as a search engine, oddly enough. Interesting. But at any rate, when you have lots of things on your website that answer the kinds of questions that you hear from your clients over and over and over, like how do I pay estimated taxes? How do I calculate my estimated taxes? What can I deduct for my small business? What documentation do I need to keep? And how long do I need to keep it? If you write just a little bit about these things at the level that your clients need to hear, you don't need to go into code speak. You don't need the, the code sections. But you can establish yourself as a voice of reason 
among the flood of misinformation that's on places like TikTok and all over social media, where it's just a lot of nonsense about what you can deduct and what you can't deduct. Mm. Um, And as for doing it yourself, you know, I, for one, you know, since I'm one of just a few accountants who write, I can't possibly help everybody. We can't possibly help everybody. And I really think that the most authentic and the most genuine content is something that sounds like you, that really captures the way that you speak. And sure, you can get you can get somebody to write you some kind of generic blog post, but they won't sound like you. So I really think that the best way to do this is yourself. Now, you don't have to start with a blank page. Um, one of my favorite ways to get started on something is to use this app on my phone called Otter. This records and transcribes speech in real time. Um, I import, you can import recordings of podcasts. So, so, you know, Adam, you could take this and drop the recording into Otter and get a transcript out of it. Interesting. So once you have this transcript, that can serve as sort of a starting point. So, you know, you can go out for a walk with your phone and your AirPods and say, okay, you know, Otter, let's talk about how you do estimated taxes. And you just talk it out, how you do this. Mm. In your own words, in your own cadence, and then you can use that as a starting point for your own copy. You know, and, and you don't even, it doesn't need to be written content either. You know, today's generations, today's young business owners love video. You know, me, I'm, I've got enough gray hairs that you can see, you know, I'd really rather read than, than listen to somebody for a long time talking. Um, except when I listen to podcasts, of course, like this one. <laughs> um, of course. But video is another thing. Now, of course, you know, with both written content and video content or whatever you produce, the first one will suck. It just will. And that's okay. Um, the point is just to get out there and do this by repetition. Mm. You know, and the, the another trick to writing great content is to understand that the first draft you put out there is going to be terrible. Um, I'm going to use a, you know, I don't know if I can use four letter words on this podcast or not, but the technical writing term for this is your shitty first draft. Okay. And you just get the ideas out and know that you're going to revise it and revise it and revise it. And eventually you'll get something better. Of course, when you do video, the revisions kind of mean re-recording 
but that's also okay because the more times you do things, the more comfortable it gets. Yeah. And I have noticed that when doing content marketing myself for the CFO project, it doesn't have to be polished because you're not producing a textbook. You're trying to communicate to people and and, and just to like an everyday communication. You're not going to be polished and perfect. You're not talking to a robot. You want to talk to a human. And the more human you sound, the more they're probably going to to want to listen to what you have to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean the, the point of content marketing, the objective of it is to get prospects enough information and comfortable enough with you so that they are willing to do business with you. Mm. You know, it, it, you're not going to sell with the first blog post. You're not going to sell that, tax planning package or that $5,000 monthly bookkeeping package with the first blog post that talks about the, the value of having clean books. But, you know, if you put enough things out there about why it's important to hire a good bookkeeper, a good CFO, rather than just somebody who does the debits and credits, but, Somebody who can can look at your business and the numbers in your business from a holistic point of view, who can bring all their experiences working with accountant with small businesses to to see you know this is something that I saw somebody else do, you might consider trying it too. Mm. So, so, you know, it, it's just getting people to trust you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so I'm glad you brought that up. So help me connect the dots between the content that you produce and how that's going to attract clients. Like what happens with the content in order to attract clients? Well, you can't just write it and then have it sit on your computer. Right. Okay? <laughs> that that doesn't that doesn't work too well, um, because you know, unfortunately, the laying on of hands method of marketing doesn't work too well. <laughs> so you've got to get it out there. Um, besides putting it on your website, then you've also got to promote it. Now, what you need to do a little research on is figure out where your ideal clients hang out in social media. Are they on LinkedIn? Are they on Twitter? Are they on Instagram? Are they on Facebook? Where are they? And then start putting yourself out there. Are they, do they watch a lot of YouTube videos? I know YouTube is also a great place for gathering information. Find out where they hang out. You know, and sometimes that can be as simple as uh, asking one of your current clients, who is one of your ideal clients, say, hey, you know, what social media channels do you like to, do you pay attention to? Where do you go? 
yeah. and put put it out there. You know, if your if your ideal clients are on uh, Twitter, don't don't spend all your time on LinkedIn. But you know, if they're on LinkedIn, then don't spend all your time on Twitter. But find out where they are, put it out there. Yeah, and also and just try to be yourself. You know, be that trusted person that they can feel comfortable doing business with. Yeah. I, I think that's the key is, is you've got to be somebody that somebody that, that your potential client can trust mm-hmm. to guide them, especially if you want to become a business advisor or CFO or even yes. just their tax accountant or bookkeeper, you've got to be somebody that they can trust, which means you have to speak to them in a way that they, they understand but to your point that you've got to reach them in the first place. So where do they hang out? I would also suggest to figure out in addition to where you should ask who, who is your ideal client? Yes. If you just want to target, you know, roofers in Florida, then, you know, that, that would give you a lot of, uh, a lot of insight into where they hang out. Maybe go try to write for the roofing association from an accounting right. standpoint. Right. Right. And, you know, content isn't just things that you find online. You can also speak. Hmm. Now, if you want to work with local business owners, go to the Chamber of Commerce. Um, Go to the Rotary Club, the, the local business organizations, and offer to give a talk on whatever your specialty is. Um you know, they, they will probably be grateful to have an actual accountant giving business advice Mm -hmm. rather than, um, you know, some amateur business coach who had a a 20 minute lesson on reading financial statements. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. And, 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 I would also suggest that when you do that, to try to make numbers seem clear and easy, <laughs> because, uh, like uh, the 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 story brand guy um, Donald Miller says, if you confuse, mm-hmm. you lose. And mm-hmm. so the the clear the, the clear that you can make accounting and financial and bookkeeping subjects that the easier it is for your for your audience to digest which means that they will resonate. You'll resonate with them more. Yes. Yes. In some of the the copywriting courses that I took, they have a test called the barstool test. (laughs) And that is you, you imagine you're sitting at a bar and you turn to the person next to you and you, you read your, blog post or talk out your video or whatever it is you want to talk to them about. And you, you try and imagine, would this come across as something natural mm. or forced? Would they be able to understand this? Oh, so I, I, I really like the barstool test. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to remember that. Well, Liz, we're almost out of time. This has been a fantastic discussion. If somebody wants to reach out and and just learn more about what you have to say, where can they find you? 
They can find me on LinkedIn. I'm trying to get a little more active there these days. I used to also be quite active on tax Twitter, though since Mr. Musk took over the platform, it's not quite as much fun as it used to be. Okay. You can also go to my website, Far Communications, and you can find out what I do and farcommunications.com. Okay. And uh, find out a little bit more about what I do and who I am. Excellent. Well, Liz, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, you're welcome. It was great. And to everyone listening or watching, thank you so much for spending the last few minutes with us as we discussed how to escape the accountant's trap. Bye for now. (laughs) 